Did you know that each episode of the Digitally Irresistible podcast is recorded on video? You can access the video by clicking the episode notes on your podcast player. Scroll to the bottom of the notes and click on the video link. Or just visit the iCore YouTube channel. You're listening to the Digitally Irresistible podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people. Brought to you by iCore. Each episode features someone who sheds a little more light on the ins and outs of delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. And now, here's today's guest. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Today's guest is Andrew Davis. Welcome, Andrew. Hey, thanks for having me, Bernie. Glad to have you, Andrew. So glad you're here. So, Andrew, I, in my introduction, I just want people to know a little bit about you. You are a best-selling author and an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker. I've seen you speak many, many times. You have built and sold a digital marketing agency. And before that, you were a television producer for NBC's Today Show. You also worked for The Muppets. You hung out with Warren Buffett. <laughs> you've, did, craft, yeah. you've crafted documentary films and award-winning content for companies ranging from startups to Fortune 500 brands. And Andrew, the most common description of your keynote presentations is jaw-dropping. <laughs> so Andrew, no pressure, but on this episode, I'm asking you to drop some jaws with your six-part loyalty loop formula for winning and keeping customers. But first, Andrew, I think you know, we wanna begin with uh, your introduction. We want our audience to know a little bit about Andrew Davis. Give us your backstory, tell us who you are. Yeah, sure. Well, I, yeah, I started my, my career in the television business. I uh, started my own marketing agency with a journalist friend of mine named Jim Costco, and we built that agency over the course of about 12 years and sold it. And uh, that's when I started my journey to try to figure out if there was an alternative to the funnel as like a great marketing model to help build better customer relationships, keep customers longer and win new customers with a model that was updated because the funnel was invented in 1898 and I knew there must be a more modern journey that we could do, you know, go on. And that's when I, I realized there's gotta be a better model. So I spent the last, I don't know, 20 or so years as a marketer trying to figure out what's the better way. Uh, and that's, that's where I, I came up with some new ideas like the loyalty loop. Yeah. Well, before we get into the loyalty loop, I just want our audience to know that what you're doing is working because uh, I, I see your social media feed and you're on airplanes literally around the world, <laughs> traveling internationally, delivering that message to companies that hire you to come in and speak at their events on this topic. So, so let's get into it. What exactly is the loyalty loop and how did you even come up with that phrase? Oh yeah. Okay. So, well, the loyalty loop is, is like is a is a phrase I came up with uh, based on just this idea that that like building a relationship with someone in the modern area era, sorry, isn't like a funnel. You know, it's not like a one way conversation just designed to get you a loyal advocate for your brand. It's really much more like a spiral. It's a loop of conversations and interactions and and encounters that like make people feel something. So like like. 
the loop is really a spiral. Like I always, I always think of it like a drawn out slinky. So as soon as somebody calls in for customer service or support, or if somebody's chatting for service or support, the next like series of interactions are not one phone call. It's lots of little series of small encounters that build a great experience. So the loyalty loop is the way I, the, the, the term that I use, I guess, just to describe that spiral. I wanted people to know that it's a loop. It's not a one way, like, you know, linear, it's not you know, linear right, experience. right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And, and you have a whole, you have a whole video series on this that you've branded around the loyalty loop, but I know that there's, there's six parts to it. There's the, 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 the core six pieces, if you will, for winning and keeping customers. So why don't you, in the time that we have together, why don't you walk us through those six parts? iCore's unified desktop technology can neatly bundle multiple applications, tools, and screens into one simple user interface. Launch relevant applications based on agent profiles. Automatically display corresponding scripts and customer interaction history, making it easy to deliver an exceptional customer experience at any scale. Smile with iCore. Learn more at iCore.com. Yeah, let's run down them. I call them the loyalty loop drivers. And like, these are the six things that brands do to actually build better, deeper relationships and leave a great impression, like make them feel something. So the first one is raise anticipation. That means you gotta get people excited about the next step in the process. That could be on a phone call or on a chat conversation, but it could be even a longer term process. If you've scheduled a call with someone or you're gonna call them back, tell them what to expect and get them excited about it, not just set an expectation, but now raise anticipation for the next step in the journey. That is loyalty loop driver number one, okay. raise anticipation. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I okay. think the example that you used in your video was a pizza chain and how they yeah. have this little tool that raises that anticipation of the delivery. That's right. If you've ever used the pizza tracker from the big brand that you might know, uh, yes, that raises anticipation. You know, it, it makes you get excited about this, the pizza's arrival in your life and you feel the emotion. So raise anticipation. The second one uh, is also a really important one, and it's maximizing the honeymoon phase. The honeymoon phase is when your consumer or customer or client is at the peak of their enthusiasm. Now, let, let's say you just did a great job for your client. You, you, you just killed the numbers last month, and, and you've done an amazing job providing great support. Uh, then you want to make sure that when they say thank you or when you send them that report, that you've maximized the feeling, that you make sure they know how to feel it. You could do that by even asking them at that moment for a, a customer testimonial or a client referral so you can get more clients and customers based on that feeling. We've got to know when to ask for reviews. And that's what maximizing the honeymoon phase is really all about. It's making sure that we get them at the peak of their emotions so we can feel it when they write something or tell us something or even just thank us. Yeah, I, I, I like the phrase at the peak of their emotion because it speaks to, hum to the humanity. In, in that exchange, in that experience. That's right. right. And, you know, the, the rent, the, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You know, we're, we're, we're big on that at ICOR in terms of, you know, creating a great experience for the human beings that we're servicing. So I love that phrase of just engaging them at the peak of their emotion and engagement. 
That's absolutely. In fact, um, Rent the Runway, they call it the after party glow moment. You want to think about, you know, that that morning after you've gone to a great party and you're so excited and you're looking at the pictures and you remember how it felt to be at that party. You want to capitalize on that moment when people are really at the peak of their enthusiasm and it'll make for a better relationship that'll last longer with the clients and customers you have. Got it. Okay, so that's the second one, do right? the third one? Yes, that's yeah. the, the second one. So we got raise anticipation, maximize the honeymoon phase. The third one is re-inspire them, okay? Now, this is a really good one for anyone in customer support or customer service. We've got to remember that we're not just you know, providing a solution to a problem they had or just helping them get through a, a transaction. We've got to remember that at the end of that, that interaction, we want to re-inspire them to take another journey with us. We need to help them come up with another reason uh, you know, to, to engage with us. This is the very start of an upsell or a cross-sell for something else. So you, you may want to think about how can you re-inspire them to go on a journey with us again. Now, if you've raised anticipation and maximum their honeymoon phase, that is the moment right after the honeymoon phase that you want to re-inspire them because they just had a great interaction with you and now you can send them on another journey to buy something else or upsell or cross-sell something else. So raise anticipation, maximize the honeymoon phase and re-inspire them. Those are the first three. We're halfway through, Bernie. <laughs> okay. And on that, on, on the third one, on the re-inspire, uh, I think I remember you saying in, in you, one of your videos or in the video about that, that don't you want to ask them, actually ask them what you want them to do next? Yes, you, you want to make sure that you can tell them what they should do next. So it's really important to know what the next step on the journey you expect is. Let's say it's a consumer product uh, and you want to try to upsell them or cross sell them an accessory for something they've purchased, right? You want to be able to say, hey, look, I know you just had a great with us. I know you have a, a XYZ machine or whatever. Um, you know, I, I thought you might not be aware of the ABC accessory that will add X, Y, and Z to your amazing machine. Give it a shot. And all of a sudden you've re-inspired them to say, oh, I didn't know about that thing. Or, oh, I do know about that Got thing. It. I forgot about it. I had such yeah. a great experience. Let me go again. Right. Great. Okay. So we're halfway there. That's the first three. Halfway there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Number four is to answer their trigger questions. Now, this is a really important one. A trigger question is the first question that pops into their mind anytime they're starting to interact with you. So look, if you're in customer service or support, if you're trying to create a great experience for people, a lot of times you know what the first question on their mind might be as soon as you hear the beginning of their issue. You've got to try to answer that trigger question as fast as possible. What a lot of people try to do is empathize with the problem, but what they really want to know is, are you going to help me solve the problem and do you understand my question? So if you can answer trigger questions very rapidly, you build a lot of trust very, very fast, and that helps spin the relationship, the loyalty loop very, very quickly. So you'll build more trust as you build your relationship if you answer trigger questions, the questions you know that are on their minds, or even the questions they ask outwardly. So answer their trigger questions. Andrew, what that, really, that one help? Yeah, what really got me on this one, number four, is what you call the curse of knowledge and really knowing yeah. what their trigger question actually is. 
Yes, yes, you've got to really understand what their trigger question is. You've got to ask, you know, you look, we're really smart and you probably deal with a lot of customers and clients every single day. We know what the questions they generally are going to ask are. And if you if you you know, overthink it and think, well, you know, I've got I, I've been at this company for a long time. I know what these conversations are like. You're missing out on this opportunity to embrace the beginner's mind and remember how they feel when they're calling you or or interacting with you for the very first time. Remember yep. what that was like and answer their trigger questions so that you can help them move forward. Yep. Okay, great. Number five. Number five. Number five is a good one. Uh, and this one's mentioned by a lot of other people in, in marketing and in business, uh, especially in technology. And that is remove friction. So removing friction is just all about trying to make the experience feel easier. So, you know, look, uh, if you have lots of form fields that people need to fill out just for a customer service request, are all those form fields absolutely necessary in that initial interaction? For example, uh, this is a good example I give all the time, Bernie, but in the B2B world, when you're signing up for a webinar, the average B2B customer asks for 11 form fields to be filled out. 11. And a lot of those aren't necessary for the first interaction. If you just said, hey, do you want to come to this webinar? Please put your email address uh, and you know, tell me your position in the company. That's two. And then you can even create an experience after that. Lots of little loops that say, hey, you know, I didn't get your first name when you signed up. You know, would you mind responding to this email with your first name and phone number? I promise I won't call you right away. That all of a sudden, now you can gather the information over time. Remove as much friction as you can so that it feels easier to interact with you and you'll build a better experience and they'll feel better about it right away. Yeah, I remember when I was on your website, aka drewdavis.com, if I got that right. Yeah, that's uh, right. And, and I saw your call to action for the loyalty loop PDF or, or the image. Yeah. I clicked on it and it just opened up, no friction. No, no friction. Look, it, this is all about building trust. And, you know, it, we've got to think about every form field we ask people to fill out or every piece of information they're giving us, even on the phone, as if they're transacting with money. Like data is as valuable as money today. So if you just attach a $20 bill to every answer you need from them, you need to make sure you're providing value for that information. And if you don't need it right away, don't ask for it right away because you need to build enough trust to then say, hey, you know, can I ask for your phone number so I can give you a ring to answer that question you wanted to ask us. It's a really important question, but I can't do it on an email. It'll take me 15 pages and I can answer it in five minutes. Then they know, oh, this is a reason to give my phone number. And now it's a valuable interaction. So remove friction. Okay. We've got one more and I know we're getting short on time. Uh, we're good. So we're down, we're in the home stretch. So let's, <laughs> let's go to number six. Stretch. Okay. Number six is scale camaraderie. Now, scaling camaraderie is just about building mutual trust and respect between your company, your brand, all right, and the people behind the brand and the customers you serve. So here's the thing. Uh, you may interact with only one person at a company if you were going to get customer service or support, or maybe you were working on a, a, you know, a new project and now you're a prospect for a company. You might be interacting with only one account rep. That relationship is very thin. 
What the best brands in the world do is try to introduce you to more people behind the brand. And they do that very simply. They might say, you know, hey, you're going to get an email from uh, Jennifer on our marketing team over the next few weeks about a webinar. Now you've introduced me to two people. If, if, you're, if it was a customer service interaction, before you transfer me to the, you know, the next person in line, if it's a tech support problem and you deal with accounting, you want to make sure you're actually introducing that person. So I have a relationship now between two people, not just a transfer. Okay. This is really important because if you can build a relationship with four people behind the brand and your customer and your client, you build a huge amount of trust. They are much less likely to change brands because they, they know it's not just one person. They, they know that they can trust more than one person and they've built a deep enough relationship with the company that if you leave, they've got three other contacts they can interact with. So building trust is about scaling camaraderie. I call it reverse personalization. You want to introduce the people behind your brand to the people and clients and customers you serve, and you'll build a deep relationship with them. So here, let me just run through them really quick, Bernie. We've got raise anticipation, maximize the honeymoon phase, re-inspire them. You want to answer their trigger questions. You want to make sure you remove friction. And finally, you want to scale camaraderie. Fantastic. You know, Andrew, I, I, I'm reminded of Peter Drucker, who um, he's deceased now, but he was a college professor and an author of many management books. I, yep. I studied, I read those books. They were required reading in my college years, many years ago, decades ago. <laughs> I'm thinking, Andrew, that, you know, he famously said that the most important thing a business needs to do is to get and keep customers. If only you and he had collaborated, <laughs> I think he would have he would have incorporated the the six loyalty loop, uh, the six part loyalty loop into his management books that we would have studied in college. <laughs> that is like such a great compliment. Oh my gosh, Peter Drucker was an amazing thinker, uh, yes. and he's certainly influenced my work. I mean, that that's the, a lot of these ideas started by reading. Peter Drucker's, you know, ideas and thinking and yeah. saying, you know what, he's right. If you got to get and keep customers, how exactly can we do that in a modern age when we've got exactly. technology and, and better ways and easier ways to interact exactly. faster exactly. than ever before? Well, Andrew, uh, thank you for running through those very quickly. Um, I, I do. I want to come to our wrap point, And I think you know that we have a tradition here on the Digitally Irresistible <laughs> podcast. We like to ask each guest when you're not working, when you're not traveling the globe, which in itself looks like a lot of fun, what do you do for fun? I love to get out on a boat. And, and by the way, even when I'm traveling, that's one of my travel rules. So if I'm going anywhere in the world, one of my rules is to find a way to get out on the water. I love the water. I find it so peaceful and relaxing. I cannot stop smiling when I'm on the water. It doesn't even matter if it's cold and rainy in England or, you know, sunny and beautiful in, in Singapore, or it's just my, my backyard uh, here in Florida where I live in the winter. I love to get out on the water. And one of my biggest pieces of advice to anyone is to buy a boat sooner. Even if it's only a little canoe or a kayak, get out on the water. It, it will change your life. I agree. My wife and I are kayakers and I agree. And there's, we don't have to buy any gas for the kayak. No, you don't. It's just, <laughs> you can buy a stand-up paddleboard or you know what? Just get a blow up floaty. It is such a great way to relax. I just love it. I agree. I agree. Well, Andrew, I want to thank you seriously for taking time out of your busy globetrotting schedule <laughs> to spend this time with us here on this episode. You know, these these six components to 
getting and keeping customers in the loyalty loop is just so valuable, so ingenious. And uh, I just want to thank you for taking the time to share them with us on this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast. Oh, thanks, Bernie. This was irresistible to be part of. So thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digitally Irresistible Podcast, where we cover the optimization of digital technologies and irresistible people, delivering a great employee and customer experience that has a measurable impact on the business. Brought to you by iCore. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player so you don't miss future episodes.